Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Brawl Podcast. Uh, hello, everybody. The Brawl is back, and we're here to talk about some more sports for you. Today, we plan on going over some college basketball, NBA talk, and end with a little bit of pigskin conversation. How are we, Jaden? Feeling good Friday night. We're recording this. You know, it's gonna be a vibe. It's gonna be a good time. A little, little bit more of a laid back pod than usual. Yeah, we're just taking an easy night and just chatting it up. Nothing uh, too serious. No serious debates. Um, we'll be diving into the NFC next week, like we talked about. We're doing NFC West. West. Yep, nope. East. Going east again. Cowgirls, birds, Commodores. All of that shitty ass teams. <laughs> Basically, we almost weren't even able to record the podcast tonight, so we're happy to be here. And yeah, shout out to us. We figured that out. It was almost a delay, but nothing will stop the brawl. Let's get right into it, Jaden. Let's talk college hoops. What do you got for me? All right, with you know the last last weekend of regular season play, we got most of our conference champions. That being said, Big Sky, the Big Cats, win that one outright. They played, they played great all season, had a couple pit stop losses. Especially near the end, but hey, I mean, dub's, dub's a dub. That's Going into the tournament as the one is big. That's the season champs. We are the one seed. Should be at the brick. And then we're going into the Big Ten next. Now, Wisconsin could win this thing outright if they beat Nebraska tomorrow. Or when you're listening to this on Saturday. They're always a dangerous team, as we always see in the tournament as well. But they always clinched at least half half of it after defeating Purdue last Saturday. Now the ACC, kind of a sleeper, or kind of a snooze fest this season. Duke's going to win that thing outright. This is Coach K's last game in Cameron coming Saturday against rival UNC. It's going to be emotional. I think ESPN's spending the whole day with K. What are tickets going for that game? Oh, I saw that. It's like, I can't remember if it's 500 or five grand. I think it's five grand. It's like UNC Duke when Zion was there. Like tickets are absurd. Yeah, I mean it's it's a legend's last game. I bet that one has people sitting outside of it already. Well, actually, probably have tickets, but in in Cavo, maybe a student section. The student section has been shit. You not sitting there for a month. Yeah, no, they they die, die hard over there. I mean, there's rules. You have to have at least one person in the tent. At all times. Really? So they do? So people are, like, actually sleeping in tents for the past month. Just to make sure they have a good spot. Yeah, because it's first come, first serve. So you get a ticket. Like, Kville opens. You get a ticket on that, and that, like, is your spot, and you're the first to go in. So it's first come, first serve once you get through the door. You could have a ticket, but if you show up when the game starts, you could be sitting in the back. Exactly. Or maybe not even have a spot. Yeah, and, like, the student section's not that big. They're crazy, but they're not that big. K-Razy. And then a uh, a snoozer of a Pac-12, Arizona's going to take that. They look really good. They look good, and the Pac-12 does not look good. Nope, my buffs suck. Uh, last year was their year to maybe do anything, and they did jack shit. But no, there's no other good Pac-12 teams. I know that um, was it Oregon maybe made a push in the beginning, but there's nothing anymore. Oregon kind of made a push late after winning like three games, but then nah. So, I don't know. Will it be an Oregon State thing last year? They're, Oregon, speaking of, they're so bad this year. They are so bad. I think they have one conference. Yeah, win. I think they've won three. They're like 3-22 and or something. Yeah, but going into the tourney last year, 
if they didn't win the Pac-12, they wouldn't have made the tourney. True. Last year was but sick. I don't think it's going to be them, but do you think it's going to be a team like them? Like, USC USC is decent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Always, I think there will always be a team like that in the tournament. Um, shout out Aiden for riding Oregon State as far as they did last year and had like a 0.1% bracket, if you're listening. That was lit. Yeah, he did that. Like 0.1%, right? Yeah. Yeah, wow. he was in the top 1.1% last year. for, And then like something, your Oregon State lost, and it was still like a top bracket, but then another thing he had lost. But still, it was hella impressive. He goes to Oregon State now. All right, that makes sense. Literally transferred there. And then they went 3-22. and 22. Sorry, Aiden. Love that. All right, uh, so going on to the two big ones here, the Big 12. The Big 12. Now, Baylor and Kansas are tied, and they both play on Saturday. Texas Tech is one game behind. So there's a chance Texas Tech could take Who's it. Who's at home? So Baylor plays Iowa State at home. Kansas plays Texas at home, number 21. And then Texas Tech is at Oklahoma State. If it was at Texas Tech, I think it would be an easy win for Tech because they, they go hard there. But if if Baylor and Kansas both win, they uh, they split because yeah. they uh, split in the regular season. And if they both lose and Texas Tech wins, like I don't I don't know what the uh, the head to heads are there. Yeah, it'd become come to some kind of it. It'd have to come down to something. And it's funny that Texas Tech is rooting for Mister Austin Texas to win. All right, and then yeah, the SEC is even crazier though, because right now it's number five Auburn, with you know, have have the potential to win it, but Kentucky, Arkansas, and Tennessee are all one game behind. And Auburn plays South Carolina on Saturday. That's at home, but Auburn's been spotty lately. And then Kentucky is at Florida. And then probably the easiest one on if you get the chance to clinch is Arkansas is actually at Tennessee on Saturday. Who are you taking now? Tennessee. I'm taking Tennessee too. I'm I'm riding with the home team there. I love their warm up so much that I always root for them. <laughs> Sound like it sounds like such a mom thing to say. Dude, the stripes are the way to go. Ah, uh, Admiral Schofield. Remember him? Tennessee uh, player a couple years ago. I God, I love him going the. Yeah. Now they're not really doing much, but they were some... They were jacked. Admiral? How, you name your kid Admiral, and he somehow turns out like... Admiral Schofield. Yeah. Dope, dope name dope and name. dope guy. Top 10 name. All right, so now not in the big sky or power five. Really just one thing I wanted to bring up. Love you, Dad. A uh, little late, but we have not talked about the one seed going down in Gonzaga at St. Mary's. Happened a week ago. I was just reading a mock draft, and... On ESPN, and Mr. Chet Holmgren is projected to go number one. You think it changes after, uh, not maybe not after this loss, but after this kind of up and down Zach season? Not really up, yeah, up and down than in past years. Yeah. You think, uh, you think Paulo's better? I don't know if Paulo's better. I think Paulo's more built for the NBA, but I think th- I think there'll be a guy ahead of him. Like the Auburn guy's good. Jabari Smith, yeah, he's good. He's really good. And he's only like eighteen. I know. I got a Gonzaga stat for you. They're four and three against ranked opponents. You know what? I'm gonna two of them one and one against St. Mary's. They beat Texas early. They beat UCLA. They lost to Duke and then they lost Alabama. Well, my question is: Should they be the one seed? No, they shouldn't be the one seed. But in the tournament, they should be. They will be a one seed in the tournament. But I'm saying, like, 
coaches poll power rankings, should they be the one seed? They've proved they're not the number one team in the country right now. Strength of schedule is just not there. I still think it's Baylor. I still think it's Baylor. Um, strength of schedule is a good thing, and there's that's the thing when they lose to St. Mary's, you're not a number one team in the country. So no, I don't think so. Does it mean that their season's over? No. Um, I think you know something could click in them for March Madness. We haven't seen that. Well, we have, but we haven't seen it take them to a national championship. Yeah, never seen it truly. I would love to see a rematch, though, Duke-Gonzaga national championship. That would be my favorite game. Duke-Gonzaga, yeah, I want to see that, too. I guess we'll see. Um, Let's get back on track to NBA, though. Talk to me about the Lakers. What have you seen from them lately? You're not looking good. (laughs) The GM strategy doesn't work. I've been saying it for years. No, uh... 0-4 0-4 versus the Clippers this season. 0-3 in this week's games, two of them by 20. Not doing One good. One was the Clippers. Three of them were without Kawhi. Yeah, I don't understand what's going on over there. I know there's some injury stuff, but still, come on. You got... So we did, did, we, we did talk about the Cavs GM situation. No. So, All-Star break, LeBron was asked, like, you know, all-Stars in Cleveland. LeBron was asked, like, hey, what do you think of, I forgot the GM's name, what do you think of the Cavs GM? He's like, I love what he's doing. And he, the GM is doing the opposite of everything LeBron said. He's like, trade, trade our picks, get, get you know, my friends, these veteran guys, and we can win now instead of, like, the rebuild. So that's why he left. He's like, I love what they're doing. And they're just doing the opposite of everything LeBron said. Is it weird to hear that LeBron is 23 games back of the first seed? No. He has Russell Westbrook. It's not all on Russell. Look at LeBron's career, though. How many times has he been? A couple, maybe. It's just weird to be back there. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, it, it is a little weird. I'm not saying it's. Like, I like that they're losing. I'm used I'm used to seeing, like, usually, like, LeBron's, like, the four seed this time of year, and then he just always make, makes the surge for the one seed. I don't think that's happening this year, though. I don't think it, I mean they're the eleventh the seed. They're nine. They're the nine seed right now. Four game losing streak, two and eight in their last ten. And nine and nineteen on the road. They cannot win road they games. They can't win road games. I saw that stat. I saw the nine. And no, eight. you didn't. I, well, you're right. I saw it when it was nine and eighteen. Proved it right. <laughs> um My bad. But we'll see what's coming from them. But yeah, it's it's been rough. Um let's talk about the East real quick. Uh very tight. Uh, standings wise so if you didn't know heater the one right now and the sixers are two games behind it's a low-key one yeah like it's not talked about a lot this harden and Embiid duo is looking good this could be scary if they could both stay healthy plus tyrese maxi ever since that trade has been stepped up as a Embiid disliker it kind of okay you would like him if Joke, yeah. Except if Joker didn't exist on the Nuggets, you would like him. Yeah, but I can't. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I know Joel Embiid's a damn good player, but I don't like him just because of the rivalry of those two. And he sits every time Sixers play Nuggets. Every single time he sits. It's called back pains. He he had to carry Ben Simmons. He'll be good now. He doesn't. He never wants to take on Yoke. He'll be, he'll be fine now. He had to carry Ben Simmons. But anyways, uh, the Bucks are behind them by a game. And they're tied with the Bulls. And then the Celtics have been playing well, actually. They've came around. Uh, yeah, the Cavs have fell. Uh, they were up there, but now they're still doing good for how they've been, 36-27. and 27. Uh, But they're on a three-game losing streak, and they're 4-6 and six in the last 10. And then the Raptors are right behind them. And then the Sneaky Nets. <laughs> 
can't believe they're still there. I mean, Kyrie can be in the building now for home games. That's good. I'm surprised they're not worse because of everything that's gone on. I feel I like it's I don't know. It's KD's been hurt. They they surprised they've won this much games. I don't know. I'm excited to see uh, Ben Simmons back in back in Philly so soon. Well, if he drops like five threes, he's Cal Corver, man. I I. I trust Cal Cor- Corver or everything's shooting. That'll be weird. It'd be over on the threes that night. Of course, if his back pains are. Oh, Don't bet your house on it. Away. Don't bet your house on it, but put some money on it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, East just tight. The West is not really, but. The West, no. We got the Suns. Uh, they're doing. Seven and a half games up. Doing their thing. They're probably going to get the one, or they should get the one, as I say. Yeah. They're already the first uh, team to 50, and they are playing right now as we speak. Currently, let you know, they are down by 12 what? to the Knicks. Wait, is Cam Reddish finally playing? Is Cam Reddish finally playing? Drum roll, please. Cam Reddish is not playing. All right, so let's go over what we think our top five in the NBA teams are right now and then our top five players right now. So, Jaden, let me hear it. Top five teams. I got Bucks at five. Bucks at five. I know. Warriors at four. Okay. Sixers at three with the new trade. Okay. Heat at two. Suns at one. Okay, okay. Right now, top five. Nuggets number one. I'm <laughs> no. No, Suns are definitely the, Suns are definitely the best the team in the NBA. I hate saying it. But when they have the best record. Number two, I'm going to say 76ers right now. Number three, I'm going to say... Um, the Grizzlies were on that win streak, but they lost, so they kind of. I'm gonna give the Bucks. I think the Bucks are still the the third best team. Uh, then I'm gonna say the Heat are fourth, and then it's a toss up between like the Bulls and the Grizzlies, but the Bulls have more injuries, so I'm gonna say Grizzlies number five. That's why I kept him out of my top five. Yeah, if the Bulls were fully healthy. All right, top five players. Number five this is a toss up between Demar and Ja. That's what you're saying. Kind of both. I don't know. That, they're good at different things. Yeah. DeMar, DeMar's game winner was insane. And then four, I got D-Book. I just think, you know, he's he's just an all-around good player. You could, he could bump up a little on defense, but he's an all-around good player. Just got COVID, though, I saw. COVID protocols. Thought thought NBA was... No, that was NFL. Never mind. Yeah, NFL and NBA still doing it. Anyway, I got Steph at three. You're going to hate this, but I have Joel Embiid at two. And KD at one. You don't have Jokic in your top five. I don't. You think that Demar and you say Trey Young? No, I said Ja. You think both of them are are not as good as Jokic right now? I think they do more for their team. <laughs> at some point, we have to be talking about W's, man. Those two get them. But we're talking players and team success on how much they carry the team matters. If, if you took a draft right now, Jokic would go top five. I think he'd go six. No. Seven. No. Yeah. He, he's like top two in the MVP right now. Behind Joel. Yeah, but he's top five. All right, fine. Do you want me to go 2B? 2B, Jokic. Sure, I'll take it. Number one, Kevin Durant. Number two, Jokic. Number three, Giannis. Number four, Ja. Number five, I don't know if I want to... After the bullshit you just made me do, you better put Joel in there. It's going to be him or DeRozan. 
I have to put Joel at five because he's leading the league in points. I think when you get Harden on, Harden on the team now, he's just going to get so much more buckets too. Yeah, he's going to get rebounds now. He's going to get more rebounds, more points. Yeah. Number five, I don't think that he's not saying that. like He has great stats, but I think Jokic is better than him. All right. But he's a little better passer. I'll give him that. That's our opinion. We can debate that another day. Maybe the MVP comes up. Let's transition on over to the NFL. Uh, Jane, what have you seen from the Combine so far? Let's just talk for a couple minutes about that. All right, pre-Combine, another crazy Dolphins betting is uh, Saquon Barkley's plus 450 to go to Miami. So I don't know why all these running backs are popping up for a Miami trades, but I'm loving it. Chris Greer says we are going to be aggressive, but I've heard that the past 10 years. I saw that he's worth like a fourth-round pick. Yeah, I know. That's so worth it. And I also saw a stat that Miami is linked to every player in free agency right now, has talked to at least all of them. And every combine player has loved the, the Miami talk the best. If they got a talk, if they talk to Miami, they've, they've said they've loved it the best. The only reason is location. And money and cool jerseys. I don't like the logo. Uh, it's because they're going to Miami. Absolutely not. It's Mike McDaniel. It's Mike McDaniel. You can't say it's not. It's because they're going to Miami. I wouldn't want to live in Hurricane. 20% team, 80% Miami. I'm not saying I wouldn't, but... 80% Miami? I've 80% location. I don't know about 80. I don't know about 80. Depends on the player, to be honest. Amari yeah. uh, Cooper's linked to Miami because he's from Miami. Yeah, so it would be less. Or it would be more. Yeah, go. that's different. That's going home. But I'm saying if someone already played in a warm state and they came, it wouldn't mean... Like I've already, we've already, we've already talked about cold throwing. Yeah. You don't have to cold throw in Miami. You have to rain throw quite often, but you don't have to cold throw. So, like, if say you're, so you're a stud player from Tampa Bay, and you go to Miami, it's not because of the warm weather and locations, because you're going to Miami to play. That's what I'm talking about. But if you're coming from Green Bay and your options are Miami or the Patriots, you kind of start thinking about how you want to live life. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see it now. Going into the combine, though, a lot of impressive 40 numbers have been split. Yes, and I just want to list the top five for people out there listening real quick. Right now in the top five 40-yard dash, uh, Tyquan Thornton is at 428 from Baylor. Velas Jones, receiver, Tennessee, 4.31. Calvin Austin the third, Memphis, 4.32. Danny Gray, SMU, 4.33. All right, we're going to talk our best position groups in the draft. We got some questions today from our Instagram poll about it. And let's go over who do you think the best quarterback in the draft is this year. I'm going to go Kenny Pickett. We talked about him a little. I think he's – There's. it's not like it, I've said this multiple times. It's not really a good draft class, but I, out of out of all of them, Kenny. Yeah, I think he's the most ready to start. I think so. Um, the only argument I would put up with that if I was not a picket person is small hands, got measured at the draft. Two gloves. Yep, two gloves. I, I don't like Teddy, I mean, two gloves. So. I mean, after Joe Burrow found out he had small hands, he was debating on retirement via yeah. Twitter. <laughs> so it's not a good look right away, but it also doesn't say much because Michael Vick had the same size hands as him. And Joe Burrow. Yeah. Does hand size really matter? Especially so when he's wearing yeah. gloves. If you're, that's probably why he wears gloves, so he can no, play it farther. No, because he wears gloves. Yeah. All right. Anyway. And yes. also, I think that a couple quarterbacks, a couple quarterbacks in the combine have been doing really well, including 
Mr. Uh, Malik Willis. He's been yeah, bombing for Liberty out in the combine. So I could see him maybe going before Pickett, but I think Pickett's the best too. Uh, running back, what do you think? Now this one's going to come out of left field kind of. I'm going Pierre Strong. Pierre Strong. I He's the fastest running back or second fastest? Um, He is the fastest running back tied with Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, I think this this dude's just got a motor. I saw him play in real life, like four three seven. This this dude's good. Yeah, that's flying. He, he broke the SDSU record. He had the most rushing yards in the FCS, like all four years he was there. And the cats beat him. And the cats beat him. Interesting. Yeah, I understand that pick. I think he's just blazing speed there. I think he's he's gonna be a stud, but. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Kenny Walker, Michigan State. Uh, I think definitely. There's people with better stats, maybe better everything, but I think he's the overall running back. I think in the NFL in the draft right I now. That, All right, let's go receiver. Jaden, who do you think the best receiver in the draft is? I think it's hands down Chris Olave. See, I want to side with you, but at the same time, there's a couple other receivers that come to mind. The first one is going to be Jamison Williams, Alabama. Yep. Uh, he's coming off to an ACL, but Jamison's so talented. And Garrett Wilson, Mr. Alave's teammate, also freak, 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 freak. I said it all year, Ohio State had the best receiving core. Yeah, and they've got guys coming right back up. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a rebuild, it's a reload. One man down, next man up. Exactly. So, but I think sleeper definitely we've we've mentioned him before Christian Watson from NDSU. Yeah, I think uh he's he's tall, he's fast, runs pretty clean routes. I think uh people are going to see Cups MVP or offensive MVP and start looking at some of these FCS studs. Mm. And I think he could be one of them. Maybe not as good as Cup, not saying that, but uh, and we've already talked about where we think he's going to land. Yep. And tight end what do, you, what do you know about the tight ends in the draft? This is not really a good tight end class. Not the best. Going Chick Okonwu. Chig Okonwu from Maryland. Really? Is he the highest ranked one? He has the fastest 40. Fastest 40. Yeah. Well, it doesn't get any worse when you have a fast tight end. Exactly. I don't know how good he is in the blocking scheme, but... No. Well, I guess we'll see. Um, Cade Otten. Is who I'm gonna go with. Yeah. Going Kate Otten, Mr. Washington himself. 6'5, 250. Uh, he's a good route runner, as I've seen on uh, some scouting reports. And it says he has a very good catch radius and strong hands to pluck the ball. He lacks elite separation, unfortunately, so that could be a problem for him. But I think that he's big enough, strong enough to be a, a good tight end in the league, and he's probably the first tight end off the board. All right. Now let's move on to the edge. I think it's pretty simple here. Um, Hutchinson. You're going Hutchinson? I kind of want to go Kayvon. That's going to be a debate. That's going to be – that. This, these two are going to be like the you could have drafted this guy debate. Yeah, they're going to compare these two for sure. Absolutely. I'm going Hutchinson. You go – Kayvon. Kayvon. We'll take We'll go our own ways. Name. I've seen this last name for so long. Thibodox? It's a quick tongue. It's a little... DT, who are you taking? You Defensive tackle? 
Cool. Oh yeah. That's an easy one. Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis from the University of Georgia. He's too big. You can't take that. You can't pass him up. He's fast too. He's low key fast. Best linebacker in the draft. Go ahead. Nicobe Dean, Georgia. Really? Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say the Utah boy. He can fly. He can fly, but Nicobe just brings that kind of that leadership, that presence. He might not have that rookie year, but I'm I'm guessing he's gonna be like a Devin White or Roquan Smith. Like by year three, he'll have control of that defense. I think it depends who you want. I think. If you're, you can take that, or if you want Devin Lloyd, if you want someone that can cover, if your DBs are having trouble with running backs and tight ends, um, I think you could go Devin Lloyd. And I think with the NFL right now, that's the most valuable. Um, best corner in the draft, who do you think? Derek Stingley, I've said it before. I agree, and I think the safety is the easy one. What do you got? Mr. Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton, Notre Kyle Dame. Hamilton. Yeah. So we agree on most of them except our edge. I mean, I mean a little sleeper on safety is Jalen Petrie, Baylor. Yeah, no, he's actually pretty good. He is pretty good. But I don't think he's better than Hamilton. I don't think he's better than Hamilton either. Hamilton just reminds me of a like a Harrison Smith mm. kind of long. Fitzpatrick. Yeah, just yeah. like can really do it all at safety. All right, so we talked all the sports. Phoenix won, baby. They came back. 15, or 115 to 114. Cam Johnson at 38. Perfect time to end the podcast. The brawl is out. Deuce.